Welcome to another episode of Urban Paranormal, where you might be crazy to them, but, but your, your family, family to, to us. us already. Well, I'm JH, your host, and my other host here is to my right, Trent A. Johnson, and my other host, Brandy. Here's the deal. We was talking about this earlier, and it was just a question because, you know, people think, you know, hey, this stuff don't happen, but how much do you actually know? So the question remains to me is, um, is your house haunted? Exactly. Is your house haunted? Now, we know some ways that you could tell. Now, see, most people overlook these things, and we're going to do the same in a sense, okay? So what about maybe like, Brandy, like cold spots in the house? Exactly. Like, you know, sometimes there might be little cold spots in the house and different things like that. Um or have you ever seen anything strange pop up in a photo that you took? Right. Just a generic, right. random, everyone's there, just having a good time, took a photo, and bam, there's something in your photo. But what are the signs of a hunting? How can you how can you tell if your house is haunted? Ramon? Ramon? I mean... The expert? The expert. Put you oh. on the spot? There's a, there's a lot of ways, guys. Um, someone mentioned cold spots. So what is a cold spot? I mean... Other than some place that's being cold, like from the paranormal perspective, the theory is, is that um, spirits need energy to manifest and that energy can be heat as well. Okay. So okay. when a cold spot appears, that means the heat is being absorbed as energy in order for a spirit to try to manifest. So as a paranormal investigator, when you see cold spots or feel cold spots, you will, we often associate that with that there may be some paranormal activity picking up. Okay. Because heat is no longer present, right? Okay. But how do we know it's not an AC unit? Yeah, the AC unit. Or, yeah. Or the fans no, you, you don't, right? And yeah. so for me, personally on my team, for example, I have a home builder mm -hmm. intentionally. He builds homes for a living and he's on my team because he's able to look at the normal and the abnormal, right? right? And so he's an AC guy. And so we'll look at ACs and, 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 and ducts and this and that and whatever. Um, but what happens when you're in a place that has no electricity? Wow. Okay. Right. Yeah. And it's got no electricity. So it's not an AC unit and it's a hundred degrees outside. Right. Okay. right. You know, and so how do you know a house is haunted? You know, there's a lot of different answers to that question. Cold spots is one of them. Um, and then the activity in the home, okay. you know, right. what activity are you experiencing in the house? Is that activity something that can be explained? And if it can't be explained, why not? Right. Well, right. Well, I think sometimes people can have an experience either normal or paranormal and it might scare them so now their their senses i want to say i guess are heightened so they might think everything is paranormal now once you get spooked out man yeah. your life changes yeah, yeah. it's yeah. all downhill you know, it's so if you're scared of that stuff and you think your house might be haunted like no matter where you go like you're going to be paranoid yeah so i come from a uh, family of people who are sensitive Mm -hmm. to okay. these things and so i've had many experiences where uh things have followed us but i've also been a real estate agent since That's 2005 scary. and i have come across many homes where you just as soon as you walk in you know holy shit that there is something wrong in here wow yeah wow. just by wow. like the, the you know like your hair standing yeah, up on your, your arm. Yeah, your hair standing up on your arm. Right. Neck. I mean, I'm getting the creeps just thinking about this one particular wow. in Tennessee. Um, so we go in, and it's an older home, and it's um, along the mountainside, and there's a ton of property. 
And uh, I bring the client through, and the whole entire time he's talking super soft, which I thought was out of character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, when we walk out of the house, I ask him, I said, why were you talking so soft? And he said, well, I felt like there was somebody listening or following us the whole entire time. And I didn't want to say anything because I felt it. And yeah. I, I, I could see, um, I don't want to say a shadow, but almost like, I don't, so, I don't even know how to explain it, but it was almost something like a, a sheer entity, almost like oh, wow. kind of following us along the sides. Wow. Yeah, but I didn't want to say anything. Because right. I didn't want to freak him out. So you know, I'm can I ask you, <laughs> so the other guy couldn't see it, but he you could? He couldn't see it, but he felt it. Okay. And he said he, the, he, was, he felt like he had to talk softly because he could feel this thing or person or felt something like he felt like something was following him and listening to him. Oh, he, didn't, he was just wow. scared, like right. instinctively scared. Okay. So I, I asked I, a qu- oh. oh, go ahead. Go oh, ahead. I'm sorry. One question. Um, just a quick one. Since you're in the real estate, mm-hmm. if this house is particularly haunted or said to be haunted, do you have to give that information to people that's been to buy the property? No. So um, every state has different rules. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, here in the state of Texas, you don't have to say that it's haunted, but a lot of people will use it as a um, advertisement because people want a haunt. Like there are people out there who want, want that. Right. Want yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, um, but no, it's not a rule to say that your house is haunted. The only thing you have to disclose is if a person died due to a criminal act, so oh. murder and things like that. But you don't have to disclose. Um, Suicide or oh. death because they're old or something. Okay. Like that. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah. okay. So let I me wonder ask, why that is. I'm, I'm, oh right, that is it's crazy. Um, before we get too far off of it, and then I'll let you have the no, floor. I'm sorry, Trey. I'm sorry. Um, so the home in Tennessee, did you have any backstory on it, or did you ever look into it? Well, so I asked what the backstory was on this house, like why they were selling it and everything like that. Um, the couple was an elderly couple, and so the husband had died, and about six months later, the wife died. Okay. Both within the house. But it wasn't anything bad. They just passed away because they were old. Yeah. But when we were walking the grounds, um, I don't know if I mentioned it earlier, it was a large piece of property. Property. So we were walking the grounds. Well, near the back against like the mountains, there was like a small graveyard of like like people that were buried maybe 120 years ago. Oh, wow. time. And it was Goodness. people and pets. Dang. So that, I'm thinking that maybe that had something to that do with it. That had to be Also, old. yeah. yeah. Wow. It just had a lot of history yeah. on the property. Yeah. Okay. Right. Makes sense. Well, let me ask you a question. Um, what, not you. Now this one here goes to our resident um, Expert. Right. Professional. Um, in these situations, um, as she was saying about the home's um, history, you know, they have these uh, graveyards, they have these different things. I mean, are these any type of um, situations that you personally have investigated? Like, I'm not sure I understand your question. Okay. The thing is, is that we want to know if your house is haunted, right? Right. Well, we've seen the movie Poltergeist. And the movie Poltergeist, the house was built on a particular Cor- graveyard. Correct. And that's what she was explaining just right now. Have you actually had to investigate a home in that situation that that's been impossibly in that situation. Oh, absolutely. That's always something we look at because especially with like newer homes Mm -hmm. that don't, that don't have a history of death in the, in the home or don't have a history of people. So here's the thing. What is haunted is usually from our perspective, people have had to have lived there or died there. Right. Okay. Right. And so a house can be haunted by a spirit that perhaps doesn't know it's past. Which is and suddenly it wakes up 
and the theory is the spirit now finds other people living in their home. Wow. wow. Right? And, and, and they don't like and it. And they don't like it. Especially, wow. so that's why when you'll hear stories about when renovations take place, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. spirit activity tends to pick up. And the theory is, is that because, man, you're pissing off yeah. whatever's there, right? It's like, my home. How would you feel if someone was coming in and taking over your house? Putting up their own pictures. Putting up right, their own right. pictures and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and, and the, you, you, you know, the spirits in theory, you know, they're probably, you know, having a fit, but you only see glimpses of it. Wow. Yeah. You know. Well, that actually brings me to my next question, though. Like, we know that paranormal exists, and at least we believe it do. Right. Okay. But should we be afraid? Can can ghosts actually hurt you? Hurt, right, hurt us. You really want to open this can of worms? Oh, well, I, yes. I, I want it short and sweet, um, quick five minutes. In short, yes, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. Uh, they can. And some spirits are a lot angrier. stronger and angrier mm-hmm. than others. Um, it doesn't mean you're not st- as strong. However, um, angry spirits can absolutely do things to you uh, physically. Wow. Generally, what we see are a lot of scratches and pushes and bruises, mm-hmm. uh, bite marks. Uh, right. Many cases I've dealt with where people get bit. Mm-hmm. So, so you you wake up with teeth marks. So basically, ghosts are like bitches. They yeah. There you go. I'm sorry. Um, no, no, that was sorry. good. I was, but, yeah, I was. I was thinking. So uh, I know, right? But you, so but, so I got a I got a question for Janet. Have you ever been to one of these houses that you say you feel things in where you was just like, fuck that, I'm out of here? Oh, yeah. So um, actually here okay. in um, Houston, here in actually in the Pasadena area, oh, okay. there was an older house. It was uh, dilapidated and run down and the house was being sold as is. Yeah. And so we walked in and um, we went to there was a staircase with a room under the stairs. So we went to check that room out because it was just kind of that was the first place we we were drawn. I don't even know why. Because wow. usually I will take the person and we go you know around the bottom floor and then up to the top and get back down. But we were both drawn yeah. to under the stairs, okay. and so that's the first thing we did was open those doors. We looked in. Uh-huh. A bunch of flies came flying out. Oh, wow! Yeah. We shut the door Demonic. and walked out and said we're out. And my client was like, "Fuck that!" Wow. <laughs> so. so- Ramon, that would be considered demonic, right? Yes. The flies. Oh, Lord. Here we go. So, yes, in theory, if I came across that, that would be one of the first things I would consider because there's three stages of, of the demonic. There's demonic infestation. There's demonic oppression is the second stage. And demonic possession is the third stage. So demonic uh, infestation is exactly what it sounds like, an infestation of an of a location. Right. So in this instance, an infestation would be, let's say someone is dealing with some bad stuff and the demonic is going to attack that person. Yes. Mm -hmm. The first stage would be an infestation, meaning it's going to hang out in the house. Okay. And one of the telltale signs of something that's demonic historically from our experience has been flies. Yeah. Right. And the smell of sulfur flies is another thing. Um, You know, there's several things. I I heard anything in threes. Absolutely. So, the theory is it's mocking the Holy Trinity. So okay. Jesus died at 3 p.m. Yeah. So 3 a.m. is considered to be the anti-hour, wow. right, or the witching hour. Yeah. And so as a paranormal investigator, if we believe something demonic is happening, we tend to stay till past 3 a.m. in the morning to see if something picks up at okay. that time. And so the infestation is the house. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. It's hanging out in the house waiting. 
The next stage is going to be oppression. Okay. And that is where it's like the ball and chain that will attach to your ankle. No matter where you go, it's going to be there with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third stage is going to be possession. So Okay. So, Janet, did you did you feel some type of way after that for any bit of time? Well, I was scared shitless, but... Um, <laughs> I mean, obviously. Yeah. But Thank I honestly didn't feel um, any sort of negativity or anything like that. But, I mean, okay. if you ask, like, my ex-husbands, they probably will say I'm the demon spawn, so... <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, fair wow, enough, fair wow, enough. Wow. No. So, here's the other thing. Um, you guys at home that's listening, you know... I know you're probably wondering this too. Um, Sometime you're in your home, right? And you know it's just you and maybe one other person, mm-hmm. but yet you hear walking in your home, right? That shit happened to me like two nights ago. Right. That See, happens, there you go. That happens, that happens to me, to me all the time. So here's a question. Is your house haunted? That's the thing that we're here to try to find out. That's what we want to know. Okay, let me ask this for for anybody that can answer. Mm-hmm. Is there is there things you can do to make your house haunted? Yes, yes, and yes. Wow. And why, why, why that. would you want to, to do make, that? Yeah, why would you want to make your house haunted? <laughs> well, I mean, like on accident. Good question. I didn't mean on purpose. Maybe kill no. someone on accident? Well, hold I mean, no, on. Hold on. You, you can do it on accident. Mm-hmm. And I, I know many, many people that tried to do it on purpose. How do you accidentally... Playing with a Ouija board? Well, that ain't no accident. Well, you go go buy some antiques and you put them in your home. Okay. And there's energy attached to those antiques that you're just not expecting. Well, I'm not Um, buying antiques. Okay, cultural beliefs. So, for example, after I leave here, I'm going to help a woman who's a doll collector. Like, that's her legitimate gig. That's her jam, right? Okay. And she called me today crying because she's like, I picked up a doll I shouldn't have picked up apparently because now I'm being tormented. My family's being tormented. Wow. And it's scaring the living Jesus out of me. And she says, I, I'm getting scratched up and beat up and all kinds of stuff. And it I got to be a cabbage patch. And uh, it's an old <laughs> doll. Be. So, uh, so she okay. wants, you know, she needs someone to yeah. remove the doll. Wow. So what's got two thumbs and removes dolls from people's houses? Wow. Me. Man. And so... That doll is coming to my house. So you you don't have fear of having this doll in the car with you riding home? I have, I have seen Annabelle. What, <laughs> Chucky? Um, right. I think we have. First off, I would uh I would like to ask, do she have any power? You know, like to remove the doll? Why she can't remove the doll? So that's an interesting question, right? And I think Brandy was asking me that. I did. I um, did. First question. Be- I before we 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 went on the air, and there is, and I understand it. I get it. That is her life. That's what she does. She's invested a lot of time and money in that doll, and she literally looks at those dolls as children. Wow. Wow. Right. Wow. They're they are parts of her, and so it's like a child acting up. So it has to be real for her to get rid of this doll. Just give it. Very much so. So the the thought earlier today when I was talking with her, she physically has a difficult time just thinking about handing the doll over to me. Oh, wow. So she literally yeah, yeah, she suggested, good she suggested that her mama come and pick it up. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I pick it up from her mama because oh, wow. she can, 
she could she, di- like she could, di- she could it digest it a little bit better knowing that her mama okay. has it. Okay. Right? And then she'll argue with her mom later as to why she let it go. Well, how long has she had the dog? So I don't know all the details. Like this was a 10-minute conversation that I had with her okay. over dinner. Okay. Um, I know she was crying. She literally said she, she ends up, it's so bad that she cries blood. Whoa. Right? And Whoa. so stuff, fly, stuff flies off the wall. The doll. Wow. She had 90 dolls to begin with. Uh-huh. She has to sell off her entire collection at this point. And so she's piecemealing it here and there and trying to get this and get that. And she's like, can you help me? So and why does she have to sell off her entire collection? Because she believes her entire collection has been tainted wow. and compromised wow. by whatever she brought into the house. Wow. So she's literally going to start over and press reset. And so she said, I don't even need an investigation. She literally told me, please don't bring crosses into my house because that's how negative the energy is. And I don't want to cause something to, to, to manifest. Wow. Uh, and I said, so how can I help you? And she said, I need someone to take some dolls off of me. And I said, which ones? And she expressed one or two and she sent pictures and I said, are these the worst ones? And she uh-huh. goes, these are the ones that caused it all. And I said, I'll take them. Wow. Right. And so, so. I didn't mean to cut you off, but you said she said she didn't want you to bring crucifixes in. Mm-hmm. So you can provoke spirits or demons with this with a crucifix? Oh, a- absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, wow. So wait, 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 before you answer that there. All right, everybody at home, understand and listen what we're saying at this point. Uh crucifix can make a demon mad. Okay, and remember we're talking about is your house haunted? We're gonna find out more about that when we come back from paying some bills. Now look here, Pimpin. I done picked up some extra pounds during this lockdown. I'm trying to get my body back right. What a brother got to do? Join the 30-day challenge. Pick three people. Buy three products. Nutriburst, Detox Tea, and NRG. And just work out for 30 days. 30 days? 30 days. Post your results daily. Mm, I guess I'm about to get my body tight again. Yeah. Call Mario at 979-291-8340. Everybody, welcome back to Urban Paranormal. Where um, you might be crazy to them, but, but your, your family, family to us. All right. So it gives you a little background of what we were talking about, right? Um, is your house haunted? That's the question. And we've went through particular things here. Uh, we have an expert on the set here with us right now, which is Mr. Ramon from Ghost Houston. Welcome, and welcome. we have Miss Janet, who is a real estate person who actually sells homes, but some of them has been haunted. And also sitting in the building with us is um, one of our sponsors. So they're listening. So you guys, you know, really be nice about that. All right. So um, let's just pick it up where we kind of halfway left off. You have a question, actually. Yeah. So I have a question. Has anyone ever been into a home and you kind of get this little bit of a eerie feeling and all of a sudden your mood or your demeanor kind of changes and you kind of feel angry. It just kind of changes your energy. Whoa. Yeah. I've been to a lot of people house like that. I mean, I don't know if it's the roaches. I don't know if it's the, the right. arguing. I don't, I don't know. It's the, I don't know if it's right. the people, right. but yeah, I've been there. Yeah, It could just be the energy or whatever, I guess. I don't know if that's abnormal or paranormal. Right. right. Um, well, what about you, Ms. Janet? I mean, well, um, I myself haven't um, experienced anything where I walk in and all of a sudden my 
mood changes from one way to the other. Um, but like I said, I you know I come from a family of sensitive people, and so okay. like my whole entire life, I've had to deal with wow, me too. whatever. So yeah, being able yeah. to control that. But I've had clients that, like I said, with um, the last one in Tennessee, you know, he all he was bubbly, talked a lot, then all of a sudden he went all quiet and wow. like, yeah, really like not scared, but like introverted and reserved because I guess he was feeling that energy. So right. So what about your childhood? Did you have any, like, spooky experiences when you first found out that you had this gift? Yeah, so um, the earliest experience I could remember was um, after my grandfather passed away on my dad's side. Yeah. Um, but he lived on the other side of the world okay. in, in Brunei. That's where my family's from. And Brunei? Um, wait, wait, Brunei, where is it? Brunei is um, a country. It's like in Malaysia. Okay, yeah. okay. So we, um, he passed away there. And when he passed away, bef- I had a dream um, of him trying to hug me. Uh-huh. Um, but he couldn't. He couldn't get to me. He was, you know, literally trying to hug me, but he couldn't. And then wow. I woke up. And I saw my grandfather reaching out towards me. Like I, wow. yeah, I just woke up and saw him. And I know maybe I was having a night terror or something like that. Yeah. But it was so real. Wow, you know, seeing his face there. Thing is, is I'd never seen a picture of him before. I wow. didn't even know he died. Nobody knew he died. Dang, interesting. And the next morning, actually, that evening, the next day, that evening, my dad came and told us that you know his dad died, and we were like, oh my gosh, and we never even met him. I was. I want to say like seven or eight. Wow. wow. And um, so they were showing pictures and everything. And I was like, oh, that's the guy that tried to hug me. Oh. And my parents oh my were like, goodness. what the heck? Yeah. Dang. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> wow. And you say your, your, your mom and, and it's it all, runs yeah. in your family? It's my mom's side of the family. Wow. Um, so another experience was with my mom. So my mom's dad passed away. So my other grandfather. Um, and this time I was about 18. Mm-hmm. And he passed away, and mom came. She was living in the States, and I was still in Canada. Um, and he, we were all living in Canada when my grandfather passed away. And he, she came home and was like, I don't want to sleep in my room, uh, you know, because she was scared. Uh-huh. Well, you know, and she's like, can I sleep with you? I said, yeah, sure. So um, that night I had a nightmare that um, something was trying to get into my room. Like the door was rattling and whatever it was was talking in Chinese in my grandfather's language that I don't understand. And they were talking um, very strongly and assertively. Not, I don't want to say demonic-like or anything, just really assertive. And and my door was rattling and I woke up and like my door was rattling and then I look over and my mom was like, you know, holding me back because the door was rattling. So I was talking to my, you know, we're just sitting there in fear and then it stopped and mom said, what happened? Mm -hmm. And I said, I had a dream that something or somebody was trying to get into our room and I could hear um, somebody talking in Hakka, which is the language that they speak. And my mom said, yeah, I had the same dream, except it was Gong Gong. That's grandpa in Chinese. Yeah. Um, Gong Gong trying to get in, and he couldn't get in. He was saying, take that thing off the door. Take that thing off the wow, door. Well, I had, I had a God's eye. You know those things that you make at summer camp? My friend was at a Christian uh, missionary, and one of the kids made a God's eye and gave it to her, and she gave it to me as a gift. Uh-huh. And that was hanging on my door. And he was telling my mom and me in our dreams to take it off. Wow. Yeah. Wow. wow. <laughs> so let me ask you this. As a sensitive mm-hmm. And a real estate agent, 
is there anything that the normal person can do to identify that this house is haunted? Uh, that's a tough one. I okay. like. I, I think it depends on the person because okay. there are people who don't believe in yeah. it, and they could it could be happening in front of their face, and they still won't believe it. Right. You okay. Know? Um, for me, if I have a person that asks, like, "Oh, did you feel something weird in that yeah. house?" I try not to say anything, yeah. you know, until I feel them out a bit more. Okay. Um, and then, but most of the times after like the second or third house, I've, I know these people very well and I can tell what I can and can't talk about with them. And if they ask me that question, like, did this house feel strange to you? I'll tell them honestly, like, yeah. So, you know, I felt something weird, you know, I'm, I'm kind of weird like that. I can sense these things or yeah. I've had like several things ha- happen to me in the past. And, wow. I don't want to say it follows me, but it's like, I, I don't want to even say that these things are talking to me. Yeah. It just seems like I, I'm aware of them. Right, right. Right. Well, yeah. I'm sorry. Let me see. Uh, I have a question for you real quick. Getting back to your your grandfather trying to get in the door from the dream that you had. Yeah. Did you feel comfortable uh, sleeping in the room after that night? After that night, yeah. So, um, well, not after that night. Actually, after we put him to rest. Okay. So after we had his funeral, which was two days later, we had a funeral, and then he was cremated, okay. and then his um, ashes and everything was put into a Buddhist temple. Okay. After that, I felt like a weight lifted from that oh, house. Wow. It was okay. weird because I'd never felt anything in that house before, other than the one incident with my dad's dad dying. And then that incident with my mom's dad dying. And it never occurred after that. Yeah, never. And nothing ever happened after that. Everything wow. seemed just fine after that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So so I want to ask that same question to Ramon. Is there any way that, just say you're buying a house, is there any way that the normal person can tell that this house is haunted before they purchase? I think the important word there is normal. Okay. Right? So... The average person, probably not, but okay. I think a sensitive person can. Yeah. Okay. So someone who can walk in the room and can, and it's for me personally, I can. Okay. Uh, because I pick up on energies. Yeah. Right. I pick up on, and I can pick up on the energy of everybody sitting in here, for yeah. example. Okay. Um, and I can tell when energy is not balanced. Okay. And that's a really, really key indicator for me personally, yeah. but. Yeah. I would probably not consider myself a normal person. Yeah, okay. I don't um, think any of us probably. Right. And now there, there, <laughs> you know, so there, there are things people can do yeah. regardless if you're normal or okay. paranormal okay. or abnormal okay. to cleanse a house, right? Okay. And that's that's something we can talk about later. But does that work all the time? Cleansing. Cleansing a house? No. Yeah. It does not. Ramon, I'd like to ask you a question. Yes, sir. Have there ever been an event where you've been scared to deal with? An event? You know, Anything that actually gave you, you. Yeah, anything that gave you fear. Yeah. Uh, Sure. Um, We talked about it in the the podcast I did a couple weeks ago, but just real quick, uh, there was a house in Porter that um, we were doing, and it was borderline demonic, and I was in the house alone. And me, I was kind of antagonizing whatever was there, and no one was in the home, but you hear heavy footsteps. So I'm sitting at the end of the hallway by myself alone in this house, the access to the attic is in a room to my right. Okay. I'm trying to piss this thing off. Let's just be honest. Wow. This was 15 years ago. I was a, I was a young Padawan, right? I was not a Jedi yet. So, <laughs> um, I thought I was, was, but, I, was, but right. I, I was an apprentice for sure. 
And so I'm, because that's what I saw on TV and I yeah. didn't know any better. So yeah. I'm antagonizing this thing. And you hear these tremendous, heavy footsteps starting at the end of the hallway and slowly marching their way down the hallway towards me. Shit. Right? And I hear them coming like over where I'm standing. Like a 300-pound man just stomping his feet, walking towards me. Like there was no uh, mistake in what this was. And then I hear the board or the room shuffling next to me to open the access. Like that access door started opening. And that point, I'm I'm out, man. We, we both would have been marching because I would have been marching my ass right out of no, there. No, that was prop. <laughs> I I don't mean to cut your train of thought here, but you did mention when you're trying to go ahead and you know deal with this paranormal stuff. You did mention that cleansing was not enough. Are there further steps that's needed to take care of this paranormal situation in general? Good question. Please explain. So. Right. Do not mistake my my statement for with cleansing can't work because absolutely cleansing a house can absolutely fix the problem. Oh. Um, however, <clears throat> some problems can be more religious in nature, right? And then so some spiritual or some religious intervention might be needed when it goes back to the demonic infestation, right? The house that. For example, you were speaking about, right, where you open the the, the or the door under the stairs. You open the doors under the stairs and the flies came out, you know. So in that case, a religious intervention, a, a religious blessing would probably be needed. And that's something that's out of my forte. That's something I don't mess with. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it just depends, right? Right. So it's crazy. You know, actually, Brandon and I, we were talking and um, – she had some like greatest questions out there uh, about, in general, how do we know? Again, everyone at home, this is the subject. How, how do you know if your house is haunted? I mean, besides the fact that the TV is cutting on, and if you have a little girl, she's inside the TV now at the middle of the night. <laughs> you know, besides the right, right. right besides right. those situations, Brandon, you got you know. I to be honest, this is just going to be me making my own personal assessment. Um, and and this was on my questions thing, but I think this is true. If you have activity in your home, based on my own experience, night terrors, waking up, being restless, not being able to sleep at night. And I'm sure that Janet and Ramon both can attest to that, being someone that is sensitive, um, because I was in a situation in a home where I was not getting good rest. I was having bad dreams. I was waking up constantly not getting rest it was terrible and i was so wow. grateful to move wow. um has, has anyone else um well, had these experiences well yeah I, uh, here's the thing i've had them but then i have to be at this point even though i believe right I have to be devil's advocate now when i say that tired restless i'm tired restless right now because i haven't been able to sleep we have online learning it could be something <laughs> of that nature people That's just demonic. tired for all the parents the out there, you would right. that. Um, right. The idea of you opening the stairs and the flies coming out, there very well could have been something that was uh, a rodent or something that was dead in there. Right. You know? Um, so everyone at home, listen, it's not that we're saying these things don't happen, because I'm sure they do. But there's also... Um, other things like a person uh, like Miss Janice said that people could be right and it could be happening right in front of them and they don't see it or believe it. So just keep that in mind too. Um, when we ask if your house is haunted, it's a good chance your house pretty is pretty much is. Go ahead, Ramon. Yeah. So kind of 
you ask, you know, is your house haunted? And I just want kind of everybody to get their arms around. There's kind of four instances that create a haunted house, right? And it's going to be the land that the house is on mm-hmm. can create a haunted house. The actual house itself and the experiences that have happened in that house mm-hmm. can create a haunted house. My- a person who is haunted can create a haunted house. And also objects brought into a home Whoa. can create a haunted Whoa. house. Well, but here's the thing. Now, we spoke about that. So, guys, check out the next pair um, our other podcast about that. You will find out about uh, haunted items and different things. But Like D-Ray's haunted shirt. Yeah, right. <laughs> but listen here, a person, I, I would like to get into that because we don't think we ever got into that. A person that's actually haunted, like, Talk about that a bit. I want to hear about that. Look here, guys. If you want a high-quality car for an affordable price, go see Alex Quality Cars, home of the low-down payments as low as $500. That's Alex Quality Cars at 4045 Southport, Corpus Christi, Texas. Zip code 78415. The telephone number, 361-452-2507. Once again, that telephone number is 361-452-2507. You can have spirits attach themselves to you, and those spirits can absolutely ruin your life. They can ruin the life of your family, um, depending Mm -hmm. on is that spirit human or inhuman. Mm -hmm. could very well, and arguments can be made that some of these inhuman spirits can cause people to commit suicide. Oh, my God. So a case that I got going on this Saturday is with a woman who claims that something demonic in her home has caused her nephew to commit suicide. Wow. Right? Okay. And that's, mm-hmm. she really believes that. Okay. And so tragedy can it's, create. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And so is that what's really happening? I don't know. Um, right. That's what I'm going to investigate. However, is she tormented? Absolutely. Right. Right? So something Speaking is... Speaking with grief. Absolutely tormenting this woman day in right. and day out, can't sleep, uh, gets physically attacked, mm-hmm. you know, no matter where she goes, she's mm-hmm. haunted, right? right? And so it can camp out in the house and just wait for you to come home. That's, right. that's crazy. So there's no way she can get away from that. Without intervention? Re- religious. No, no religious with, without right. intervention okay. or spiritual, right? Is it demonic or is it okay. human? Okay. So right. without some kind of intervention, no, it's going to continue to grow and manifest. Okay. Wow. Go ahead, Janet. Yeah. Oh, speaking of um, people being haunted, so we are all familiar with the grudge, the, yes. of the grudge. Yes. Yeah. So that's an actual... Um, legend or story amongst like all Asian cultures. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So what, it, what the actual story behind it is this lady uh, lost her son, like very young age. And she was so torn by the tragedy of losing her son that her, um, her pain and her, like her emotions and everything was causing the haunting itself. Like wow. she was manifesting like a poltergeist. Oh uh, yeah. She was yeah. manifesting those energies herself. Um, from her pain of losing her child. Wow, yeah. And then so that's what was haunting the house and her and everything. It wasn't actually the child itself. It was her own uh, manifestation. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, a lot of the times um, us Asian people, um, you know, we try to not hold on to grief too long, things like that, because, um, you know, again, we don't want to manifest those energies. Like myself being sensitive, um, you know, I my whole family is like, my grandma, the first thing she said to me when she first met me was like, we need to get this girl um, blessed. Wow. That was the first thing wow. she said to me when she met me. And I was like nine. 
And um, so I carry around a little packet um, that these Buddhist monks had, like a little prayer packet yeah. that they've blessed. I carry that around because my whole family is like, yeah, this girl is going <laughs> to, this girl is going to get possessed one day if she's not careful. Right. Wow. And I'm, you know, I don't even watch horror movies because wow. that's how scared I am of these things. Oh, right. wow. I mean, wow. yeah. but do you guys at home see that though? I mean, do you, do you hear what she's saying? Um, people can say that this stuff is not real, but obviously in because of culture and different things of that nature, this is passed down from group to group to yeah. different generations. So yeah. it's right yeah. there. Uh, go ahead, Roman. So just to attest to what Janet's saying, um, from my experience, I absolutely agree with her, and I see that mm-hmm. all the time. Um, emotions manifest activity, okay? Wow. And that activity will in turn manifest negative emotions. Negative. So I need to think about that for a second. It's a, it's a monster that feeds itself sometimes, right. right? Right. So I'm experiencing paranormal activity, and it makes me angry. And that right. anger I take out of my family and that anger in turn creates more energy and that energy manifests into a poltergeist or more yeah. paranormal activity Feels that scares me even more wow. and makes me even angrier. Yeah. And it's a cycle and a monster that feeds itself. And that's something wow. that we've witnessed and we've seen several times. So so I want to uh, tell you a story about uh, uh, something that happened to me. So my grandfather is actually my great-grandfather. I didn't know him. You know, I, I never met him. I, I probably knew him as a kid, but, you know, I lost contact with him. Or whatever. To make a long story short, he he was terminally ill. He had cancer. And I was in my 20s, and nobody wanted to go take care of him. I needed somewhere to stay, so it was just perfect. They sent me there, go stay with your grandfather and watch him. He was terminally ill. So uh, I had a friend come stay with me, and we was there maybe two weeks and one night we found him dead in the hallway. He was dead. He was a, he was wow. a, he was a, uh, uh, he was in the army. He was a veteran and he was also a preacher. And, uh, he died that night and, uh, weeks later stuff started happening. You know, like one, one night, one morning I was sitting on the toilet. I was actually taking a dump. You know, it was nobody home but me. <laughs> I, I was nobody home but me. And I was waiting for a ride to come pick me up to go to work. And I and I hear this loud, violent crash, like somebody picked up a grand piano and threw it against the, the fucking bathroom door while I was sitting. And I'm like, oh, I jumped up without even wiping my ass. I'm like, holy shit. And I, I run out. I mean, and I can't find there's nothing broken. I'm looking at the windows. I'm trying to, am I hearing the noise from outside? And, I, and I'm trying to rationalize this shit. And I just said, fuck it. And when it sat outside till my ride came. And didn't even wipe your ass no more. I did. I did. I did. Thanks for the clarification. I did. I did. But but that that shit, it didn't scare me. It just had me like, damn, am I fucking crazy? Or what, what the hell? What well, the well hell? Here, let me say this here. Huh? He, he didn't tell you the, the, the story, like, properly because he was being fast about it. After his people, his grandfather passed, it was... It was a couple of friends over there, so yeah, everybody party, party, and doing all of these things that a preacher, a preacher would not would approve. Not like, to. Yeah. And that's when the crashing, the, the, the hunting story, right? Yeah. With with flies and everything. He yeah. didn't, he just kept it short. Yeah. Was he a war veteran? Yeah. He was. Yes. Could that crashing have been the sound of an explosive? No, it was more like a heavy piece of furniture, okay. glass, and. And, and mm-hmm. everything, like somebody just threw it up against the, the bathroom door. Yeah, you know the um, a china cat. That's it, like china, china cat with cat. the glass on the thing. That's like what that. it sounded right. like because he actually right. had one, 
And that's what I thought it was. I thought it was like, damn, somebody strung Nathan through the whole China cabinet. And, mm-hmm. I, and I just couldn't explain it. I was right. like, what the hell? So wow. it very well could be, you know, um, like you said, he was a preacher and would yeah. never have. So agreed. he probably didn't like what I was doing in his house. And you wouldn't right. listen to him. Yeah. Okay. And exactly. so his his spirit self is trying to communicate with you. Oh, wow. And yeah. you can't hear him. Yeah. You can't see him because you're just not open minded to that yeah. or you just assume it's a creek in the floor. Yeah. So yeah. basically well, he, he was he saying was, straighten was yourself up. Yeah. He was, he he was open minded. Yeah. Get your, left. Get your, get your life right, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right, right. You know. Yeah. So these are these are real events. These are these are these are real events that happens to us all the time. Or that has happened to us. Yeah. Right. You know? yeah. Yeah. And we just kinda overlook them or laugh at them and make jokes about I didn't them. laugh at that shit. <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> right, right. So um and like I said, I know that um in homes there's a like like we talked about the cold, we talked about um, sounds, you know, mm-hmm. Sh- but shadowy figures, you know, because yes. people, there's this this whole thing that they call, it's a written thing called blink. And what that really is, is about when you look out the corner of your eye. And you see that something You see something by. that passed by. Did you really you see think, that or what? Right. right. You know, well, this happens a lot when you're in your home, mm-hmm. you know, and so how... Could it could and I, my, my question at this point goes to um, goes Houston. Has people said? Has people mentioned to you? Hey, man, I I know I saw something, but you know, at the corner of my eye, basically. So I know something's here. It's like a shadowy figure. It's like these particular things here. I mean, has anyone said that? This is in, in Houston. We're talking like you know, in Houston, your investigation. Has there anyone talked to you about those things? Um. Most people that contact us contact mm-hmm. us with claims of seeing shadowy figures mm-hmm. in their home, mm-hmm. um, not just out of the corner of their eye, but right in front of them, too. Right. Oh, wow. Right. Okay. And so there's a debate as to the negativity of uh, what is a shadow figure. Is it a negative entity? Is it, you know, and we can go on and on. Cataracts. Right. Right. Um, is it your eyes playing tricks on you? Right. Yeah. We've right. seen so many shadow figures and stories of shadow figures. I've caught shadow figures on film. Wow. So I do believe they exist. See, that's why I would draw the line. I would be the fuck out if right. I see a shadow yeah. figure. Right, right, right. I'm like, nah, we out of here. Yeah. So I think there's a direct correlation between people who claim uh, to see shadow figures and paranormal activity in the home. Okay. So know. let me jump in really quick and just ask this. Has anyone ever had their pet just start acting out yeah, and like growling at nothing that and like clawing at yeah, corners yeah. in the wall or, yeah, or what they... have you? There was one time uh, I used to live in the neighborhood when I was 12 years old and I had a friend's dog that would just jump out of nowhere at 3 a.m. and just act all belligerently crazy barking. At 3 a.m.? Be... Yes. And then the what? eyes were red. What? Dead, bloodshot red. You know, they we say didn't know the, the how to handle the situation. That's yeah. like the devil's hour, 3 a.m. That's hour. what he said earlier, the switching hour. Yeah. I mean, so people, yeah, the animals. And that's else? a good one. You know, your dogs always, like, they see stuff that you can't mm-hmm. see. Right. You know, they right. might go run under the bed like they're afraid. You know what I'm saying? I've had that happen. Right. See, there you go. Now, that's not scared a sponsor because that's her business to deal with animals. Okay? So, not, she deals with, with dogs, right? right. Um, but has anyone 
Well, I, not so much animals, but um, children. Like, yeah, yeah they're so, very sensitive. Yeah, I, you know, I've, I have seven kids, three are stepsons, and four that I've had. But um, one of my stepsons, he was five, and we came home to um, the first house that I owned, and this was in Tennessee. And we, we walk in the door, and he innocently goes, "What's that kid doing over there in our house?" And we all look over, and. I didn't see anything, mm-hmm. but I did see the blinds kind of swish. Wow. But I didn't see anything. Yeah. And Christian is hell-bent to this day that he saw a little kid in our front window. But I never felt anything. I never yeah. saw anything. And he never saw anything after that. Dang. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. You know, your stories are amazing. Yeah. You're like an amazing storyteller. All right? I love right. it. I right. love it. Right. Okay. Well, here's the deal, guys at home. We're getting ready to go on break, and we're going to um, talk more about, we're going to hear more from Miss Janet, all right, and um, and everyone else here, all right? So you guys have a good one, all right? We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Hey, Pinocchio, wake up. Uh, you're drooling there. What was on last night? Uh, I was at the club, you know, with my swag and everything, but no one paid me no attention. I see you got the new Jordans from uh, 725 Magazine. Uh, what, you do, what did you do last night? You know. I believe I could fly, but no one noticed me on the ground. Oh, Pinocchio, come on. Don't hit on 725 Magazine. You know they got the, the swag, boo. You can look at all the red and rat. Even though I'm big pimping, I still get no respect. I just want respect on my name. Oh, come on, Pinocchio. All you got to do is look at the latest editorials in 725 Magazine and copy the swag. 725 ruined my life. Don't be like that, Pinocchio. You're not a real boy, first of all. Oh. 725 Mag is your number one source in raw entertainment. So if you want to get caught up on the latest in music, fashion, film, exclusive interviews, and more, get on over to 725mag.com right now. You know, we've, we've been talking about a lot of things, but the topic, the main topic about it is, is this asking the simple question for you to ask yourself at home. You know, is your house haunted? All right. So we've told you a couple of things on the situation. And sure, you probably don't think about it right now. But then when you lay it on tonight, when you go to sleep, you start might think, oh, you know what? My house might be haunted. So just remember, you can always come back to this particular episode. Email us at urbanparanormal13 at gmail.com. Right. Post questions, post whatever. And you know what? Because we have an investigator here, if you do have a paranormal activity or anything like that, let us know as well, and we'll pass it on to him. And you never know, film crew, us, we might pop up at your house filming your situation. So, If it's not too scary. If it's not, yeah, if it's not too <laughs> for scary. For me, that's for me. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> Yeah. Unless I could get one of those guns like Ghostbusters, right? I was just I, I was just thinking about Slimer, you know, getting scared of Slimer. Yeah. That's it, right, right, right. Yes, right. Yes. There you go. Yeah, yeah, we're we're messed up here, aren't we? Just so, a little. All right, everybody, let's get back on it, man. Because um, um, there's a lot of great stories at this point. Uh, I think that um, I'm going to pass it off to Brandy and let her do her thing. Yeah. So we've talked about kids and how they are really sensitive to spirits and things. And this goes along the lines of, is your house haunted? I wouldn't say that my apartment is haunted. However, it was built in 1978. Therefore, a lot of people have came and went from then until now. So, I mean, it is possible that things could be taking place. 
Well, after we filmed our first podcast, um, Ramon had brought some things to my attention that I'm empath and possibly gifted. And he said, probably my daughter had the same gift that I probably have. However, I don't see things or spirits or what have you. But there was a question that I wanted to ask my daughter based on the conversation I had with Ramon. And so I did ask her, you know, have you, do you believe in ghosts? And, and her response to me was, well, if my friend says that they seen a ghost, I would listen to them. She's like, but I don't believe in ghosts. I believe in spirits. And I was like, what? Wow. So she corrected me really quick and she said, I believe in spirits. So with that said, I started asking like just empty questions to see what her answers would be like. And so I asked her, well, you know, what is it? What do you, what do you, what do you, have you seen a spirit? And she said, yes, that she had seen black shadows. And I said, how does that make you feel? And she said, well, sometimes they just go by me and it's cold really quick. And I was like, okay. And she said, sometimes they just come and hang out and it's just cold while they're there. And she was so calm about it. Like I would be freaked. I mean, I was freaked out. Really, I'm not going to lie, but I had to stay cool because A, I'm mom and we're supposed to be tough. And um, so I said, well, when they're around, what what do you feel like? Like, what is that feeling to you? And she said, well, I feel safe. She said, they make me feel safe. Like they're protecting me from something. And I was like, wow, okay. And right. And then to confirm it, (laughs) she said, well, my brother has seen them too. So then I had to go to my son and ask him, have you seen anything in our apartment? And he was like, yeah, I see a black shadow in the bathroom sometimes. And I was like, okay. And I was like, well, how does that make you feel? And he was like, it scares me. And I'm like, Blame okay. it on the blacks, man. And so, yeah, <laughs> black man. shadow, not black know, right, right. <laughs> and so, he he then tells me that's why I take such a quick shower because wow. the bathroom creeps me out. And, where and, where my daughter's like, no, it's safe. And that's weird to me that you had to actually ask them for them to to come out and tell you. Well, I had someone tell me um, that's the difference in between black culture and white culture. Yeah, because black. A black child would be, look, mom, I seen some shit. You know what I'm saying? We would yeah. actually come out and and talk talk about it. Well, yeah. I think, right? I think we probably get smacked upside the head. Boy, take your ass back! It ain't no damn ghost in there. Looking back on the whole situation, I think for anyone who doesn't believe or just isn't in that mindset or what have you, a lot of times we dismiss things that our kids say to us. Yeah, Therefore, yeah, yeah. it just takes one time to dismiss something mm-hmm. for them to shut down shut and not about talk about yeah. it. When we first moved in, my kids had always lived in a home. They never lived in an apartment. So uh, we were probably there maybe a month, and they had told me one day that they had seen somebody in the hallway and they heard something. And I wow. said, oh, no, guys. I'm like, this is an apartment life. Like, I can hear the guy sneezing in the bathroom next door. Yeah. Like it's not, you know, y'all are just hearing the people next door. Yeah. So I dismissed it. Wow. Therefore, they never spoke about it again. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. So Ooh. something oh. to, to add to that, Brandy. Um, you got to look at your daughter as she's lived most of her life knowing this versus not knowing this. Mm-hmm. Right. And she probably looks at the rest of the people who don't see spirits and don't experience it as the odd ones. Mm-hmm. You know, and so when you start framing it that way, 
you know, and you start thinking, man, that's something that she's probably, for as long as she remembers, you know, to some degree, she's been dealing with that stuff or, and she's accepted it. Right. You know, and that's why it doesn't bother her because that's all she knows. Right. You know, and so when you start framing it that way, you know, it's not weird that she sees spirits and is nonchalant about it. You know, just look at it from a perspective as that's probably all she knows. And when she starts meeting and talking to people that don't experience that stuff, you know, that's where she starts questioning things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just consider that. So Right, for sure. Now, I can say going back to when she was really young, she did have night terrors and she would wake up in a really weird state and would talk about a lady in the corner. Hmm. And But what was weird to me is I at the time thought, oh my gosh, like she's seeing something, like there's something there and I can't see it. But I once again dismissed it because she was so in her terrified moment. It was like, she didn't know who we were in that moment. Cause I, there was a moment where I literally turned on the bathroom light and I took her into the bathroom and I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. And I'm consoling her. And she kept saying, she was shaking and she kept pushing me away saying, I want my mommy. And she kept saying, the lady in the corner, the lady in the corner. And it, I cried Damn. because I didn't know how to, I didn't know what to do. What do wow, you do? Wow, that's crazy. It was a very scary moment for me. That well, sounds fucking scary. No joke. I mean, here, here's the thing. Like, and I'm glad, you, I'm, I'm glad you said it because I've said it earlier. Please, you know, guys, listen to your children. Seriously, listen to your children, all right, because it's, it's real deal. Uh, also, she's made the statement about apartments. Apartment is dwelling. Dwelling is your home, you know. Um, and on that note, we have a real estate lady here, and she has so many of these paranormal stories, all right? I would like to get into it. It's a real estate agent. A real estate agent. I'm sorry. Yeah. Real estate lady, I'm sorry. It's all good. <laughs> That's right. Ms. Janice, could you tell us about a time where you were? Um, in the home and just basically one of your stories that you were saying about the paranormal activity that you experienced. Yeah. So, um, this one is actually more personal, um, as opposed to, uh, like a a home that I was showing for transaction or whatever. But so I had, I was 20, I think, and I moved into this apartment and, um, me and my boyfriend and our roommate. And so we moved into this apartment and I kept complaining that I could smell like something really bad, like something wow. rotting Yeah, and they couldn't smell it. Uh-huh. And I was like, guys, can you not smell that? And they're like, no, man, we can't smell. What are you talking wow. about? Like I, I was like gagging to the point, like, cause I could smell oh, it man. so bad and they couldn't smell anything. We had friends over and I kept asking like, can you guys not smell this? And nobody could smell it. Dang. And yeah. And so. The, we moved in on a Friday. On Monday, um, all of a sudden, management's knocking on our door. I was like, what the heck's going on here, you know? And they're like, oh, we just wanted to let you know that there was an incident that happened below you mm-hmm. um, and uh, to let you know that we're taking care of it. And we're like, what the hell are you talking about? A lady had committed suicide in the apartment oh. below us. And... Um, Holy shit. Yeah, nobody knew. She had been in there for like a week. Wow. And so I could smell her rotting, but nobody else could. And I swear to God, I don't know if it's just because I have a really strong sense of smell or if I could just like feel that this lady is, you know, dead in her apartment and her spirit is like sitting there, you know, and I could, I, to this day, I could still smell it, but nobody could smell it. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah, it was the craziest thing. That's scary. That's scary. Uh, Go ahead, Roman. So I'm going to. Throw a wrench in the engine here if I can. <laughs> was it the smell of death or was it the smell of rotten eggs? The smell of rotting eggs. 
So rotten eggs is considered to be a telltale sign of the demonic. demonic. And yeah, there's an association with the demonic and suicide. So one of the theories is that, you know, something evil, something demonic is present. The smell of rotten eggs will also be present. So let's just play what if, right? What if it wasn't rotten flesh that you were smelling, but just a telltale sign of the demonic instead that may have still been infesting that location? Something to consider. So so did you have any other experiences there after that? Um, in that apartment, yes. So every so often I would um, feel like something touching me wow. or like caressing my face and stuff like that. I'd be like. Freaking yeah, out. Yeah, freaking out. And it was just, it, but nothing <laughs> ever there. And um, so during this time in my life, I was going through like an, I don't want to say an existential crisis, but I was mm-hmm. changing my spiritual beliefs from okay. um, uh, like a, a Buddhist to more of an eclectic where I was experimenting with, um, I don't want to say Wicca or witchcraft, but like okay. believing in that type of spiritualism, you okay. know, with um, okay. like saging and crystals. Okay. And okay. I was mixing a bunch of different religions. Uh-huh. And I think I was um, uh, vulnerable. Do you guys hear that? I hear that. Yeah. It sounds like someone's screaming. It does yeah. sound like someone's screaming. That was creepy. Wow. Right? <laughs> well, um, with that, now that you said that, you're going to get right back to it. Yeah. But here's the thing. Um, guys, we just stopped and we just freaked out because it sounded like someone was screaming. And the thing is, is that when we was on our break paying our bills, there was a loud scream outside. So we um, heard it a couple of times. And um, Trent uh, also came outside and he heard it, you yeah, know. Heard it, yeah. Blood and, uh, scream. Right. And uh, we went chasing it. But it seemed like the scream was going from one location to the next location and then it, it seemed like it got away and we didn't hear anything. So it's really odd right now that we didn't really say much and we just told what happened but no one cared. Like it wasn't no big deal and then while she was talking right now she heard the scream. She just heard it again. Yeah. Right. So hopefully no one's dead. But anyway, <laughs> please, Janet, well, continue on with the um, story. Yeah, so it was a time in my life where I was I, I was vulnerable because like, I had no direction in terms of spiritualism, like what was protecting myself. Mm-hmm. And so um, we lived in that apartment for a year and a half. And for a year and a half, whatever it was, was touch, kept touching me. And uh, the longer we lived there, the more, I don't want to say forceful, but the more deliberate wow. um, the touching seemed to be. So, yeah. um, you know, it started out with like light touches on my arm and then it started becoming like caressing on my face. Wow. And then sometimes I could feel like something running their hands through my hair. Oh, like, man. yeah, it was just, it, and it was just getting more and more. And then finally we just, I said, let's move. I can't right. do this anymore. Well, well, are you still that sensitive now? Like w- w- with home? So, so you- yeah, like, um, so that's a car. Okay. That's a car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> right? We're really on edge guys. I'm sorry for those of you listening. Yeah. Like, it's been like a weird night. Wow. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's not very often that I'll walk into a home where I feel anything bad or, you know, anything. It's just been a handful of times. But the ones that I do, I do have, like, a very strong, you know, feeling. Um, the last one I had was uh, last year in Baytown. Um, I was showing rental properties yeah. um, to a younger couple. And so it was, like, our last house of the day. And we walk in. Well, we pull up. 
And as I pull up, um, there's flies everywhere. Wow. And it's coming from the garage. And I'm like, what the heck is happening here? And mm-hmm. I thought, well, maybe the garbage was um, left there for too mm-hmm. long. And so we go in. None of the lights are working. Um, and we go in a little bit further. And as we're going in, all three of us are like, man, the air is heavy. Like it's yeah. stifling, you yeah. know. And I thought, well, maybe because the AC isn't working um, there's no airflow in the house or whatever. And then the as the more we walk into the house, the more um, it felt really super heavy and mm. and and just things started looking out of place. Like you could see that there was some sort of a struggle at one time in this house. Wow. And so we go around the corner, and um, the carpet into the kitchen had this weird brownish weird stain mm-hmm. and it flowed into the kitchen floor and i was like "Ooh, that murder scene yeah right. I was like, Ooh, that is not bad and i'm thinking wow. to myself why has this house not been cleaned they're like have it showing for rentals and i'm just like that's all i could think of at this time and my clients are standing behind me and i didn't know this but they were walking like literally like right behind me like as <laughs> if i was a shield I know, right? yeah, yeah. and i didn't know this but wow. they, were, they told me this yeah. afterwards so we go around the corner and into through the garage um in through the kitchen and through the garage we open up the garage and again like all these flies come flying out wow. and on this blast of smell and i'm like oh my god something died in there yeah and they were like yeah it smells so bad yeah. and so so we leave and we walk out uh-huh. and so we're on the um driveway talking about it and all of a sudden the flies are gone the, the flies are no longer there when wow. we pulled up they yeah. were like swarming us uh-huh. and um so we got to talking and i would you know i was like are you guys okay? How did you feel? What was wrong? They're like, oh my God, we, they said they were so scared. They felt like something was in the air. Wow. And that's when they said they were using me as a shield. As a shield right? Yeah, because they said for some reason they felt like I was protecting, like I would wow. be able to protect them. I was like, mm, what? Wow. Yeah, right. I don't think so. But, and then, um, so we're talking, I was like, did you smell that smell when we opened up the garage? Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, man, it was weird. And I was like, yeah, what did you smell? Well, they said they, that it smelled like hot garbage to them wow. and I said okay I was like weird because I was smelling rotten eggs and I was wow. like are you sure it wasn't like rotten eggs and they're like no it wasn't like that sulfur smell or anything like that it was like hot garbage like you know if you leave the garbage out but you on a smell hot day, rotten eggs but I smell wow. rotten eggs yeah. yeah and so and I was like trying to dig a little further like maybe their idea of rotten eggs is the same as hot garbage you yeah. know I was trying to mm-hmm. decipher that and they're like no no we, we've smelled rotten eggs it was not rotten eggs it was hot garbage wow. yeah so I was phantom like, smells yeah wow <laughs> when you tell me that i'm like oh my god <laughs> how many times have i been this close to being possessed <laughs> <laughs> but see it's funny when you were saying that because like he said you know you was walking around and they was right behind you using yeah. it as a shield. You know, like you could protect them. Yeah. Use this little tiny lady as a shield. As a shield, right. <laughs> right. But like like D-Ray said, maybe it was, they was thinking that whatever was in there could get you first. Yeah, right, that's right. probably what it was. <laughs> Give them a chance to run out. Yeah. Right, right. I had know. a different take on that. I kind of go back to what Ramon has said, that when you're a gifted person, you have an energy field around you. And maybe they even though they weren't it. gifted, but they could feel that energy field and that's safe. Right, yeah. right, so they right. clung to you for that reason? Yeah. Right, right. I don't know. Uh, Ramon? I mean, what is your what is your take on Miss Janet's uh, story there? I mean, you have a gift, right? And so spirits tend to be attracted to you. You probably can sense spirits before anybody else can. Um, flies and sulfur tend to lead themselves, lend themselves towards the demonic. I agree with what Brandy said. 
um, everyone in this room and everyone listening, our natural tendency is to look for energy balance. Mm -hmm. You want your energy to be balanced. When someone pulls from your energy, you often seek out someone to add back to your energy. Um, and we don't, we do it without even knowing. So in your instance, right? I mean, um, your clients were standing right behind you and I agree with Brandy probably that you were able to fill their cup, so to speak, and kind of eliminate that fear that was being, you know, kind of pulled out whenever they walked into a place like that. So, um, yeah, you know, I mean, it's an interesting, interesting to listen to her, uh, speak, you know, because, you know, the hundreds of houses I've been in, I can relate to. What she's, saying. what she's saying, you know, you walk into a house, I walk into a house and I just know, right. like, I just know, right? right? I know if it's a house, I know if it's the house or I know if it's someone living in the house. Okay. Right. And I can figure that stuff out pretty quickly. So, Good you know, job. I mean, um, that's talented. I, I got to give you kudos because you, you face off danger, you know, uh, just like, um, you know, the police that, you know, whatever the, the fire department, the, yeah. So good, good job. You know, well, thank you. But your life goes buster. <laughs> it's, it's a curse too. Yeah. I, I can imagine. Yeah, it's a curse. You I can't, can I mean, in your personal, your personal life is in shambles because right. of it. So, well, I have a question, Ramon. Okay. <clears throat> like all of us here, uh, obviously have a interest in the paranormal. Yes, sir. Is there any danger for us? Like just having the interest and having conversation about this. Is there any danger of like any, anything seeking people like us out or anything that, like that? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think it's quite the opposite. I think it's imperative that more people talk about the paranormal yeah, because okay. I think true understanding of what is and what isn't will make yeah. you safer. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Versus yeah. us just going on childhood fears. Yeah. Yeah. That think everything that makes a noise is the devil. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. When in fact it's not. So okay. I think it's healthy, quite okay. frankly, for us okay. to be cool. having conversations good, good like news. this. Good now, yeah. what you do with that information, you know, you got to yeah. be careful with. Okay. You know, because there's people that'll listen to this podcast and want to go out and be a ghostbuster. I know, right? Right. Or go and get a Ouija board. Or, or go something. get a Ouija board or something yeah. and don't do that, right? Because Never will. Never thought about it. You know, it. I tell people, care for what you wish for, yeah. right? Because, like, oh, I want to go and investigate the paranormal. I'm like, do you really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, think about that, right? Yeah. So anyway. Well, you know, on your, on your question, I have to play devil's advocate on this one. And this is, yeah. Right. <laughs> and this is uh, because of what Ms. Janet said. All right. She um, was was basically changing religions and open herself up to these things to the point that she was, you know, like she considered herself vulnerable. Yeah. And now she see at that after that, she starts seeing them all the time. Mm -hmm. All right. So, yes, is I think it's healthy that we talk about it. But what if I don't want to see spirits? What if I don't want to see these things? I don't think you have a choice. I think the gifted are just gifted and it just yeah, is what it is. Yeah, I don't think you have a choice. I mean, it's just going to happen regardless. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'll sum it up this way. And it's something that I've said in the previous podcast, but I always tell my students this uh, do not think you can choose the paranormal. For the paranormal, if it finds you worthy, will choose you. Right, mm -hmm. right. You know, and so. There's people that want to choose it and they'll try everything that they can think of to try to be in touch with the paranormal and they'll fail miserably mm -hmm. or they'll get themselves in trouble. 
And then there's the opposite side of the spectrum. There's people that want it to go away so, yeah. so badly, but it just shows right up there. and it's sitting yeah. there, yeah. you know. And so that those are the people that I call, you know, gifted like to herpes some degree. And so, like, for me as an investigator, <laughs> for me as an investigator, for you to investigate with me and mm-hmm. be part of my team, like, one of the prerequisites that I require is that you have had an experience. Right. Yeah. Right. You're not someone who watched a TV program or listened to a podcast and say, I want right. to do that. Yeah. Right. You have to have had an experience that yeah. changed your life because yeah. only then will you understand what it is I'm truly after. So one of the things that I've been either gifted or cursed with is I will bring out the spirituality in anybody that associates with me. Mm. Right. And that's not a negative thing because mm-hmm. of the fact that I am sensitive and there are spirits that I deal with on the daily. Mm-hmm. Um you will find out very quickly if you will deal with them too, if you hang out with, hang out with me, because it is what it is. I know if you are or you aren't, I'm going to talk to you about it. But if there's spirits that are attached, attracted to me like a magnet, they're going to be attracted to you as well. So, And um, I consider myself sensitive to a degree, or maybe I feel, I feel like stuff is attracted to me, but it's like I meet people, they've never had an experience. But with me, it's like years and gaps between experiences for me. And that's, and that's weird. I mean, we're on their timeline, right? Yeah. 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 They're not on ours. Yeah. Not that I want more experience. Sure. Sure. And you know, the, the timeline is infinite. And yeah. so, yeah. um, I had one experience when I was, whatever the story I was told six or seven, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, back in my childhood home. And the, the last one was, you know, uh, 15 years ago when I was 30. So yeah. there was probably 20, 22 years between experiences yeah. okay. for me. So okay. you yeah. just, you can't pick and choose. Okay, cool. Right. I get it. So I, get it. I have a question for you, Janet. Um, so what is like, can you, can you tell, or do you have the gift or the ability to know if there are spirits that follow people around or like, do you feel that? Yeah. Well, um, kind of ties into both things here, but, um, so my, boyfriend right now his father just passed away in november sorry and, about that yeah it, it, and it was very difficult for him um and so we've i met him shortly after his father died like maybe two weeks after his father died so i okay. never knew the man um and in fact i didn't even know his father passed away till maybe a month after we met um and so we were have been good friends we were good friends before we started dating and then when we started dating um, you know, and I started hanging out in his house and started, um, sleeping over at his house. Things were happening at his place that he couldn't explain. Like, um, pictures were falling off in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, he'd wake up and all the cupboards would be opened, wow. things like that. And right. yeah. And he was like, I think my dad is visiting me. He's like, I, he's like, I don't really believe in ghosts or anything like that, but I really feel like my father's here. And I was like, well, do you feel like he's, um, doing you harm or anything like that or trying to scare you. He said, no, I think he's just letting me know I'm that he's here. here. Yeah. And then so, um, well, prior to, sorry to interrupt you, but prior to him telling you that these things were happening, did you, could you already kind of pick up on the fact that someone was there? Yeah. So every time I'd come over, um, he, he's got this chair. That's his father's chair that his father had for like 40 years. And, and he took it to his apartment. And so I always sat in that chair and every time I sat in that chair, I could smell, um, 
this cologne and I was, and I would get up and I wouldn't be able to smell it again. And then I'd sit in the chair and I could smell it again. So I was smelling the chair because maybe, you know, it was yeah. in the chair because, you know, he sat in it but all the it time. Wasn't. But it wasn't. I was like, you know, smell this chair. And he was like, I don't smell anything. And I'm like, I smell this cologne. He's like, what is it? I'm like, I don't know. And I'm smelling all his clones and it wasn't the same thing. Um, yeah. And so that was kind of the first indication for me that there was something there. Okay. Um, but I really didn't tune into it until he started complaining that, you know, the, there was this giant picture that had been on his wall for like a year and a half and all of a sudden just fell. And then, like I said, the kitchen cabinets were always, he'd wake up and they'd all be open and things like that. And I would ask him, like, did you leave these open by my, and he's like, no. Or I would close them and then like a minute later, one would be open. Wow. Yeah, things like that. So finally, um, he was, I think he went to go and train a client or something. And I just sat down and said a little prayer mm -hmm. and, and, and told his father that I'm here and I'm here to take care of him and you don't have to worry about him anymore that I've got this. Cause he was going through some really bad depression. Like, yeah. I mean, shut himself off from the world. And I think that's why he, his father was there was to let him know like right. it's okay you can move on it's mm -hmm. you know I'm here for you and after I had that you know said that little prayer and had that little talk nothing has happened since and literally 10 days later I want to say it was almost 10 days later he turned around out of his funk and um, all of a sudden he's just back on his a-game again like wow. he's changed I don't wow. know if you've noticed David knows him very well and, yeah. Okay. Yeah. As I saw him when he was depressed. Yeah. Like, Look, if you're there, yeah. if you're there, I'm there. You know, to kind of listen and so forth. And you know, I realized you know Vic had to go through his depression, mm -hmm. but Janet, I'm I'm very thankful you were there for him oh, personally. You. <laughs> and you know, I'm very happy that my friend uh, uh, Vic, your your guy, is finally just he he's he's, he's spiritually charged now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You got it, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know what you're saying. Um. Here's the thing. <laughs> I, it's it's a whole lot of um, noise outside. Right. Yes. A, a lot of noise outside, guys. And, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm worried for our safety, but, you know, just kind of weird at home. You wish you guys could hear this. Right. Um, I'm really but out. Anyway, I, I would like to say. Um, Jesus. I think we should go for go for a break, Jay. Yes. I, I, think, so. I think so. I think. You know yeah. what? No. Honestly, guys, I love you. We're going to come back in because we have a great, great, great story. Very scary story, actually, to end with. And I um, want you to know, again, this here is, at this point, it's urban paranormal, okay? And uh, we're talking about is your house haunted? So think about it, you know? We're just as an open discussion. We'll be back. Man, hold up. I'm coming down crunk. Uh, say, man. Yo, what's up? Man. I'm trying to get my rap business popping, man. I need to get the studio cracking to get the MPC 5000s and things, man. Okay. But the thing is, I don't know nobody to do taxes, man. Who you use, bro? Oh, man, I use just-in-time tax service. Man, I ain't going to lie, man. I might owe the IRS a little something, something but I promise I'll pay them back, but I'm just not ready to do that now, man. Well, look, that's okay, man. Trust me. They'll help you, man. Their motto is actually educating their clients is a must. For sure? Yeah, man. Well, uh, what about they prepare fees, man? The players are scared of that, bro. They are super, super low, man. Well, why? How do I get in contact with this player place that you're talking about, man? Well, they have two phone numbers, actually. You can What's call that? 
or 832-767-0228. It's going down. Yeah, all right. And you got to ask for Crystal Terry at Just-In-Time Tax Services. What's that again, bro? Crystal Terry at Just-In-Time Tax Services. That's man. what I'm talking about. Screw tape, tap, tap, baby. Bad. All right, everyone. We're back to Urban Paranormal, where you might be crazier than them. But, but your family, family to, to us. us. Indeed. Check it out, man. So we're back. Okay. There was some strange noises outside. We checked on that. So we, we had to go investigate like the Scooby-Doo gang. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yep. Okay. So here's the deal. Um, We were actually talking about is your house haunted? All right. So, you know, a lot of times we can run off because this is open discussion for everyone. Okay. So I've told you earlier, but I have to tell you again. Okay. If you have any questions or anything you want to... To us to cover, possibly. You can contact us at urbanparanormal13 at gmail.com. Indeed. Okay, so here's the deal. I really, because I really enjoy our guest, right? Miss Janet, thank you for being here. You. Yes, thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been Man. awesome. Yes. Right, right. Um, she has many more stories. So, guys, I would like you guys also to say, hey, thank you to her, you know, and, um, you know, Comment us. Let us know that if you want us to come, her to come back, because she have more stories than, than she's, you know, letting us know at this point. And if you have a haunting, like Jay said earlier, just send us an email. Maybe we can come in and check it out. Yeah, that'd be real cool, right? Yeah, that'd be real cool. Just think you have us on the set with you, right? Right. Yeah. So, um, and I would like to thank our sponsor. All right, um, she's sitting here watching, making sure we're doing everything we're supposed to do. All right, and it's uh, Rachel with Rachel's. Suds and pups. Suds and pups, exactly. Right, right. And I would like to thank our friend D Ray for coming as well, you know, because he helps us out and he talks with us, you know. And of thank course, you very and much, of course Mr. Romo. And he has the haunted shirt. But of course, it'll be on the next segment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so, anyway, guys, let's get back to it. Let me just tell you, because uh, I want to end the night with a great bang, okay? Right. So, Mrs. Um, Janet, I would like you to give us and tell us your story. Okay, so um, one of the scariest experiences I've ever had, and this is probably the most um, aggressive experience I've ever had, was uh, back in a couple, well, back during the housing recession, um, obviously, it was a bad time for realtors, so I I went back to school, got a job as a x-ray CT tech, and um, I was working in this uh, small county hospital on third shifts. And um, the break room, the door was always propped open. TV was always on 24-7. I don't know why. It just always was. Like, okay. nobody bothered to do any of that stuff. And so my routine on third shift was to go at about 4 o'clock in the morning, make myself a cup of coffee because I had about a 40-minute drive. So I'd go in there, make myself a cup of coffee and drink it and finish up my stuff before the next shift arrives. So I go in the room. And uh, I open up the thingy, and all there is is decaf coffee. Mm-hmm. And oh, I go, shit. yeah, I went, decaf. That's spooky right there. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at everything. I went, decaf? Who the fuck drinks decaf? Yeah. All of a sudden, the TV goes, and the door slams shut. Wow. What? And now, so the door to the break room is on its own spring, so mm-hmm. it usually just shuts very slowly by itself. To, like, slam it shut, you have to, like, you have to, like, I couldn't even slam it shut. Wow. Like, you have to be... A big, strong, forceful dude to slam that door shut. And it went, 
bam, like, and it rocked that hallway because I went, oh shit, aloud. Wow. And I took off down the hallway into the ER and wow. sat down with the ER nurses and they were like, what happened? We uh, heard a bang. And I was wow. like, oh, the break room door slammed. And they looked at me like, what the hell? And wow. I was like, yeah, because they, they're like, yeah, that break room door is pretty damn heavy. And yeah. they're like, what happened? I'm like, it slammed. They're like, did you get mad or something? I'm like, no. Wow. I would <laughs> Something actually slammed the door. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And so um, that was a pretty um, aggressive attack, I guess you would say. Um, and I, I took off right away because I wow. could, like, I could feel the negative energy, I guess, wow. you know, in that, that room. Um, a lot of the times when I feel or when something is near me or I can feel something, I can, you know, I usually don't run away because most of the times they're not there to hurt anybody. They're just right. there to say, hey, we're here. But this one, I think I could, my initial instinct was to run. Get the hell, out, get of the hell out of there. Yeah. Wow. Right. Could wow. you say what hospital it was? Uh, yeah, it was uh, Jefferson Memorial Hospital in uh, Jefferson City in Tennessee. Oh, and wow. so the story behind this um, this apparent ghost was he was an anesthesiologist mm-hmm. and he was known as Dr. Buddy. And he was super wow. friendly, super religious, um, uh-huh. very, very religious. Um, and he was just known for um, not cursing and stuff like that, which in fact, I have another encounter with Dr. Buddy, not as scary, but, um, and I wrote a short, uh, like a 20 second jump scare short of, about this incident because wow. I thought it was so cool. Yeah. Um, but he was known for wearing surgical, um, like, uh, scrubs and dress shoes oh okay yeah and so i was again third shift and i'm on my break and Mm -hmm. i'm in the fridge and i'm squatting down i always hid my food in the crisper because people always take your food yeah (laughs) so i'm I'm squatting down and i'm in the crisper digging out my lunch and i look over and i see um you know somebody standing beside Mm me and it was scrubs and dress shoes. So I stand up to say hi, and there was nobody there. Holy yeah, wow. and I turned, I did a full 360 in that little doorway of the fridge, and there was, there was nobody there. Wow. I didn't, you know, and I mean, it was instantly gone. Wow. So, yeah, and um, and at that time, I didn't know about Dr. Buddy, but, uh-huh. you know, I asked around about it, and there, um, I asked him, like, hey, is there a doctor that wears, like, scrubs and dress shoes? They're like, oh, yeah, that was the anesthesiologist, but he passed away, like, two years ago. Wow. wow. Yeah. You know what that reminds me of? Dr. Giggles. But let me make sure I have this right. All right. So when you when you uh, told your story. So Dr. Buddy mm-hmm. was a very religious doctor yeah. and he passed away. Yeah. And yeah. it just so happened you was in this particular room about decaf mm-hmm. and you said the word shit. And no, I said the word fuck. Oh, you yeah. said the word fuck. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. You said the word fuck. Yeah. And, and Dr. Yeah. Buddy's religious. So he got mad mm-hmm. and he slammed the door yes. at the hospital. Yes. So Holy I crap. think he was like was super pissed at me for swearing. Wow. Um, now I, I don't know if maybe he was. Um, I I don't know. Like there's so many different variations of like ghost hauntings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And maybe he was. Um, I I don't know. I don't even want to say, but like he was super pissed. Wow. Whatever it was, whether it was Doctor Buddy or somebody impersonating Doctor Buddy, they were super pissed that I said that wow. word. Know, right. right. Wow. And this decaf. Yeah, yeah I was trying to say the same thing. Either that or he don't drink decaf neither. Right. 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 So um, that. That is an amazing story. Yeah. I mean, that it really is. And it's at Jefferson Davis in Tennessee. No, not Jefferson no, Davis. Not Jefferson Davis. Jefferson's, yeah, Jefferson yeah. Memorial Hospital. Jefferson Memorial Hospital. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, guys, if you guys listen, Jefferson Memorial Hospital has a doctor running around named Mr. Buddy. Do not mm-hmm. curse. Do yeah. not yeah. curse. Do not and don't curse. diss don't the decaf. Do and don't right. diss the decaf. <laughs> exactly. So, 
that is where we're going to end the story today. Okay. So guys, we really, really enjoyed the fact that you listened to us today with an open discussion about is your house haunted? So now maybe you can go home and think about it and say, you know what? My house might be haunted. And if so, contact us. We would love to see you. Oh yeah. At urban paranormal 13 at gmail.com. Indeed. All right. And you can also check us out on the Instagram is urban paranormal 13 and Facebook as well. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Urban paranormal. Right. So I want to add before we go into a full closure here, just because we're saying is your house haunted, people associate haunted with something scary. It's not always scary. Yeah, and right. you're not crazy. Yeah. If something's going on, still reach out. Yeah, right, right, right. right. Absolutely. So, again, guys, we love you. And until next time, you know, we want to ask the question, and you can always ask it to yourself, is it paranormal or abnormal? Just let us know. All right? We out. Brought to you by DSB Media. Would you like to advertise on the Urban Paranormal Podcast? Send us an email at urbanparanormal13 at gmail.com. Or if you just have a story to tell, send us an email. Help support the Urban Paranormal Podcast by sending your donations to dollar sign DSB Media on Cash App. That's dollar sign DSB Media on Cash App.